This week's episode is sponsored by Hayark Roofing. Everything he usually repeats is something he learns from his rabbi. With the exception of where he says, I take responsibility, it's my own principle. Somebody asked me about the podcast that I do with my younger brothers. I had to explain that you're actually 10 years older than me. If you just put a little thought into it, it elevates your actions into, into a mitzvah. Beruchim Aboim, welcome everyone. We're about to begin, Bezis Hashem, another episode of Teresa Vigda Chat. My name is Pinchas Wallhandler. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Teresa Vigder, and I have my brother Joel here, co-founder and CEO of Powwow Events. And we'll be reviewing snippets of past booklets on Parshas Vayigash. This week's episode is sponsored by High Arc Roofing. He's oh. a dear friend of Teresa Vigder. You know him? Of course. High Arc is a dear friend of Powwow as well. Oh, there you go. Yakir Markowitz, High Arc Roofing. Which I think and... came about through Teresa Vigder, I just want to say. I think the power relationship came about through Teresa Victor. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. So Teresa Victor is a way to do business. You want to, you want to do business, you sponsor an episode sponsor of the podcast and you make a lot of money, like, like powwow events and like high arc roofing. Okay. Yakir is a great guy. Thank you, Yakir, for sponsoring. So let's jump right in. Joel, what do we have this week? So it's a great week. Thank you for uh, having me on once again. In the spirit of Ram culture, those that are joining for the first time, Rebbe Miller culture, we have to appreciate everything we have on a daily basis. And the fact that I wasn't kicked off this podcast yet is, is, is one reason to thank. And the fact that you're having me on and you're even asking me to speak is another reason to thank. So I'm very thankful, very grateful. Um, so we, we're going back to 5781 um, of what we discussed Sorry, 5779, actually, uh, of what we discussed in 5779. Some interesting ideas um, in, in, in Pashas Vayigash. Um, number one, Rabbi Victor talks about that the brothers are coming to, to Yasef, right? So they, they, they've, been, they've been in a, in, in a state of war for 22 years. Um, in other words, since they sold him. Some of us may think that, that when he... When, when, when Yosef was finally sold, and Yaakov was was absolutely devastated, there must have been a reconciliation in their mindset. Of, must have been a lot of guilt, but it's not necessarily so. Victor says that maybe in the beginning, actually there was regret, but then it because they become more justified. And they're they're building up their arguments why they sold him and why he was they were justified in trying to kill him, and they were building this up and building this up for years. Now, when they saw when Yosef says, and Yosef, I am your brother," and and he's and he's not punishing them, and and they were there was this build up of fear and all this stuff. They saw that that Vaykani Boyechov. All of it was just jealousy. They were wrong. They weren't right. They weren't justified. And with all that shock and regret, he says, they collapsed. It all collapsed. And they, it, it hit them. Ani Yasev was terrifying words. It hit them. Um, and he goes on and on about, about, this, about this topic. About this topic, he brings up another point that Ani Hashem, when Hashem is going to uh, um, judge us, is it, going to be a very similar situation. And I think that that the takeaway here is, um, you know, he discusses he discusses uh, Shulbayis issue. You know, you have a fight, 
and and the, the husband feels justified and the wife feels justified and and, and because you want to feel justified you, you're building up the arguments um uh, in your defense even stronger so, so, so you're building up justification until you hit that moment of truth where where there's no more justification where the dani yasuf jumps out at you it's like oh oh i was wrong and the secret is that and this is where uh, ram culture comes in of 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 building up the opposite of when you have a shlombai situation or when you have a business situation learning how to build up entirely the, the other way and saying no i'm probably wrong you know i shouldn't have yelled i shouldn't have gotten upset i shouldn't have uh, uh judged them i'm probably wrong and then and then you build up the opposite so by the time you meet them you're there, there's there's no guilt whatsoever you know sometimes you have people that they think you're upset at them or something let's say and you meet them and and they and they're coming to you with with you know gansa nevis and their <laughs> humility and you're like what are you talking about? It was nothing. To me, it was nothing. So if you can do that with everything, even when there was, you know, in Toyota, there was, there was a whole, a whole machlekes, if you can have a reverse buildup, I think that's, that's uh, the major, major lesson, not to, not to get into a situation where, when Ani Yasef hits you in the face. Right. And, and the way Rabbi Miller puts it in the, in the actual booklet is, he says that when you go learn Musr, uh, the, the way, that the general generally people learn Musr is, oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, I know somebody who's like that. Or, oh, that's, yeah, that's terrible. My wife is like that. And you keep finding these different characters that, who the Musr Swarm are talking to, but you don't, it's supposed to be talking to you. It's supposed to be talking to yourself. And, um, and he says, when you say a Vart on the Parsha, every Vart on the Parsha has a lesson, has a takeaway. So a lot of people uh, look to, to talk about the takeaway and to discuss it and to chew it over, it says, no, just keep it for yourself. Just, just tell it to yourself. Think about it for yourself. That's the, that's the, biggest, that's the biggest way to gain from, from Musr, from Taito. Wonderful. So we're going to Vayigash 5781. And this is a, a little bit of a... I think that throws in a little bit of Hasidish Taito over here. Talking about the, the power... Oh, speaking, of... speaking about Hasidish Taito, I want to go back yeah. to, to last year. We, we're saying about how every every Torah has a takeaway, and um, and and this is this is something where I, sp- I spoke once on Hasidic Yeshivas. So I spoke about this that in 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 Musr in the Litzvah Yeshivas where they learn Musr. So at least when you're learning Musr, you know on some level that it's supposed to be talking to you yourself. When it comes to Hasidus. Very often, people just miss the, the the entire boat of what a Hasidic Shasayif is. A Hasidic Shasayif is not is not Vertlach uh, on the Pasha. That's no Hasidic Shasayif was created to give you a Dvar Torah to say on the Pasha. And nowadays, so many all these Gilyonis with with Vertlach on the Pasha, so much of it has become. Of the pasha. I need something to say over. I need I need a dvartoyer for my table. So you open up a, a chesidish shesayfer, which is a, has easy vertlach, and you find a vart and you say it over. Each chesidish shesayfer, the rabbis put their their heart and soul into into the sefer. They put they put their their essence, their whole avoida, into the into the vart. And each vart is meant for us to take out the avoida, to 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 gain, to grow from it. So to use it as a uh, I need listen. There's a mitzvah the bar If you're gonna eat a 
see this mitzvah, you should uh, share some divritoyah, so you're going to find something to say. It's not made for finding something to say. You want to find something to say, take out a mishnayis, read a mishnah, you said a divritoyah by the meal. That's, that's beautiful. You read a mishnah. It was a minig, by the way, in a lot of different places. On, on, on Shabbos, you learn Mishnah's Shabbos. On Sukkot, you learn Mishnah's Sukkah. You say a Mishnah. A Mishnah is a, is a beautiful piece of Torah. If you want to you change yourself, that's when you learn Hasidic Shasura. In our house, we, we sang Yotzris, just as a side note. We used to sing Yotzris. Um, my father took great pleasure in, 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 in all that tortured everyone. Uh, our father takes great pleasure in, in, in those types of things. So if people don't like Yotzris, he embraces Yotzris. <laughs> but uh, it's, 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 too, yeah, I, I got that. I got that uh, love of language from him uh, as well. I also enjoy Yotzris. I would say Yotzris is, is a similar element where where, there, where there's something beautiful in there, and if you look at it the wrong way, uh, you know you don't you don't you lose lose all that. Um, right. A lot of people. Uh, I'm, I'm in Lakewood Times River. People complain about Yotzris sometimes. I'm like the whole Rosh Hashanah Kippur is Yotzis. It's the same. It's the same Bali Bali Yotzis, and and it's and it's the same concept of of uh, of uh, new adding pieces into the davening, right? Yeah. Adding piyutim, adding it's it's poetry. Start. That that's technically what it is. Is poetry. It's just that people don't understand Loshen Kodesh enough. They don't have the background in Tanakh to appreciate the to appreciate it. Right, and it's and it's poetry tied to to. To count to real concepts, it's not only right. Yeah, it's all it's all midrashim and halachas and different we'll different things. So, so how we got to Yotzidas and Pashas Vayigash, I don't know. That's the beauty of a, of a solid podcast. <laughs> a real podcast is not just a, a you know a memorization and a repeat a repetition. It's 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 uh, you know ad libbing. You want to talk until something good comes out. Um, Pashas Vayigash five seven eight one is where, where, where Victor touches on, on some deeper things. And he talks about the power of a mitzvah. He talks about the, the, the koyach that comes from a mitzvah. So does, that, does, the bulletin, does the bulletin yeah. have the background in the parasha? I don't think it was, it was a little bit complicated. I don't think uh, it no, had yeah, that. No, I mean, he says, when Yasef harnessed the horses to greet his father, it brought out a special koyach. He doesn't explain... Right, so um, I want to I want to add I want to add on over there. So obviously the 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 shaykh, so the parsha is that Yosef harnessed the horses to go out and meet his father. Yeah. So he did it himself, even though he was a king, sort of. And he so he brings a message that that act of of harnessing the horses counteracted the other act of Paro years later when Paro harnessed the horses right. himself to chase after the Jews. And this is a real. Rabbi Miller Vart, because it's a big aside, because he says that that the fact that Paroi did such a extreme act of harnessing the horse himself to go out and catch the the Yidden when they when they went when they went out by Yitzis Mitzrayim, it, it it needed a a, a, a tremendous chus to counteract that to counterbalance that. This is something Rabbi Miller is always very into. You have to be very careful when you're crossing the street. Why? Because it's dangerous. It's a big danger. So yeah, Hashem is going to save you when you cross the street. You're not so careful. You cross the street. It could be Hashem is going to save you. But you have to be careful that your zechusim are getting, are getting used up. So over here, he applies it sort of, you know what happened? Parai himself harnessed his chariot. You need a big mitzvah to, to counterbalance that. And what was the mitzvah? The mitzvah in our parsha where Yosef, in order to respect his father, in order to do the mitzvah of Kibbedath, 
he as a king went out and harnessed his horses himself. To to really appreciate that, you have to read um, Velikovsky's books. Uh, Rabbi Miller, if you if you into Ram culture, you're familiar with Velikovsky's books. It's, 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 uh, he was a scientist in the 20th century who was a very controversial figure. And I'm not talking about any any section of his books with the scientific validity or the uh, Roy Miller himself didn't always vouch for the books, but he for the content of the books. But he he spoke about the books very much, and they're quoted extensively in in Rabbi Miller's Hashkafa books about evolution and biology, geology, different things. So, but there's just one one of the books. There's a hundred pages probably where he brings records of letters written to the pharaohs. And I think just, just to see those letters, you see ancient kings. You had to be a king to write to Pare. You couldn't just write to Pare. To see how kings trembled before Pare. They, they, they wrote, O great and mighty son, O king of all kings, O the way these kings bowed and prostrated themselves before the feet of Pare. Just understand what it means, Pare Melech Mitzrayim, what it means, a, a powerful, mighty king. If you read these ancient letters, you see what it means that he was, <laughs> he didn't harness a chariot himself. Let's, let's put it that way. And, and if he, this great and mighty king who thought of himself as a god and everybody treated him as a god, and if he went out himself and, you know, violently chased after the Claudius Yisrael, like it's described in the Shida, in the Shida Sayyam, we understand that it was a it was a tremendous it was a tremendous tsara that we had to we, we needed Hashem's protection. We needed the protection of a great mitzvah to to protect us from that tsara. And which brings us to uh, the snippet of this week's parsha of five seven eight one that Yosef the power of that mitzvah helped two hundred and ten years later, and it helped in a way that it was a creation. And he says, the Kazari says that every mitzvah, not a creation, it's a creature. That um, it's a living entity. Exactly how it lives, we don't know. But there's a, there's a living entity that's created. Of course, when we were kids, we're told about, about the malach that's created for every mitzvah. But there's a, there's a living entity that's created and that has a, a power. And, and he says that when we... Victor also says a, a lot of times about uh, putting thoughts into your actions... Um, in other words, certain things only work when you when you actually put a thought into it. Kiddush Hashem, if you thought about it. a lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of points he brings up, uh, right? Right. That you have to you have to put in thought to actually, and and, and it works both ways because sometimes you there's, do, a, there's a long there's a long um, lecture from Rabbi Miller. He says, that if we don't if we don't add if we don't add thought. So he says, if you don't put in the lave of shalom, then it's the man It's it's for it's for nothing. It's uh, the the whole the whole avoider that we put in. You, you, he he references different gemaras there. The, the gemara says you you know you, you're losing both worlds. You don't have olam hazeh because you're all busy with all your diktuke mitzvahs. You spend all your money on mitzvahs. You run your whole life, uh, you know, buying an esterig and 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 then if you didn't think, so what what do you have from picking up the esterig and the lulav? So it's uh, so, I mean so, beyond the mitzvah kavuna shmuz. I mean, I think I think he he also gives us a lot of extra credit. In other words, certain times where we don't think about certain things, 
if you just put a little thought into it, it elevates your actions into into a mitzvah, which otherwise might not be. Meaning, uh, just you, you're working, so it's not necessarily a mitzvah. But if you have the right thoughts, so so he, he says uh, he's using this 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 concept. That's a tremendous being, idea that you just threw in under the rug. By the way, you have yeah. to say it over. We'll, we'll hit it in one parsha. We'll hit it. What do you say? That when you work, you go about your daily tasks. If you just add that little thought of why you're doing it, and it, yeah, it, it changes the entire... That's a common theme that everyone speaks about, but Rebekah brings different things, right? From this light pole to the next light pole, I'll think about, you see some Sraim. These are things that, that sometimes it's a five-second thought. Now your whole day is already living uh, according, to, according to Hashem. But but uh, but that's what he talks about that that, that mitzvahs have a gavaldi kayach and we can all harness into the the, the kayach that Yosef Atzadik had um, simply by doing um, our, our mitzvahs and and actually thinking about it, uh, which brings us to the year to, to next year. No, one second, one second. I know, but you're gonna you're gonna go and I'm just saying it it it, it moves it along. It brings us to the next year of what? Of seeing. Uh, the power of thinking. This, this, the five seven eight one five seven eight two is the power of seeing. Right. Well, so what? What I wanted to just add is because it's also a very common theme in in Ram culture. Um, the he in this in this uh, piece in this booklet. It's called the result of a good deed. He has a long piece about how mitzvahs change a person. Mitzvahs actually change the, the the essence of a person that's why when you, when you make a bracha on a mitzvah you say you sanctified us by means of mitzvahs and uh somebody asked me about the podcast that i do with my younger brothers i had to explain that you're actually 10 years older than me or more 12 no I, I, i'm that much that much older yeah you're old yeah you old man joel you're old man so <laughs> so um so so you kept Shabbos for so many years more than me. You're holier than me. Rabbi Miller said that. Rabbi Miller, Rabbi Miller said that. You, you see an old Jew and, and a young Jew. The old Jew may not be a big Talmud Chacham, but if he, he kept more Shabbos, every Shabbos makes us highly, we say in, in Yiddish. It makes us highly. So it changes a person. It changes the essence of a person. And that's why you stand up. You see an old man. You, you get up for him. Why? Because he's, he's holier. He kept more mitzvahs. That's what it means. A mitzvah actually changes you. A mitzvah is a, is a living, breathing entity. It's very powerful if you read that inside, how he describes what it means that a mitzvah is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an entity. It's a creature. It's, it's, a, it's powerful. I remember even working on this. It was a few years ago. I remember it hit me hard then when I read it. Okay. I'm glad that you're going to respect me more from now on. Um... <laughs> So, so the power of seeing um, comes from the fact that that Yaakov um, had a a great emotional awakening when he saw when he saw Yosef coming towards him, and the fact the fact that he had all that he wanted to have that awakening. You know, the the, the booklet actually starts off with the story of the Gra, the Vilna Gaon. That he his sister came to visit him. He said, "Not now. We'll, we'll we'll schmooze in the next world. We'll have time. Not not right. now." So he says, "You know, great men they're not interested in seeing relatives and spending time with the relatives. Why was Yaakovinu so dead set on seeing Yosef? And that's the answer because he wanted to see him. He wanted to see him with the eyes. So what? When? I mean, you can look at it both ways, I guess. Also, right? I mean, this is just another way 
obviously Vilna Gaon is a is a uh, was a Yuchid Bedoira in terms of not only in terms of who he was, but I guess not not uh, only Bedoira. If you this was I'm saying in the in the centuries, philosophically too, meaning there's yeah. this concept that we're discussing here. The Yaakov Vini was was um, looking forward um, to this to this great excitement of seeing his son. Which, which, for the reason, for the purpose of growing more aware of and thankful and more grateful to Hashem, not about the physicality of, of seeing his son, saying the concept of 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 Vilna Gaon seeing his and Ravig the Miller going to Simcha for seven minutes, you know, holding on to his coat, is a is a different day. It's different mahalach. There, the other mahalachs to say, no, I want I want to sit for seven hours and just stare at my grandchildren because I'm I'm close to Hashem, uh, and you can you can merge the two as well. Um, but but that's 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 what he's saying here that that the the um, the whole reason of spending time and and seeing your kids and seeing your family and and Yaakov seeing Yosef is 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 building gratitude and love to Hashem um, for what you have and for what He's giving you. And he says when you when you look around your Shabbos table and you look at your kids' faces, you should also obviously appreciate uh, your kids, but. You appreciate that he says, "What a beautiful face! What a beautiful experience this is that Hashem is giving me. I love this child. I love this child. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me this child." And so it's all about building a connection, a, a stronger connection with Hashem. Um, and and that's, that's tremendous. That's tremendous, by the way, because everybody, you know, Ramil always says, an Italian, an Irishman, everybody gets pleasure from looking at their kids and from seeing their kids. But here, Rabbi Miller takes that just. Uh, that base that that uh what's it called that uh that base pleasure that Emotion. that yeah uh what, what's the word that, that, that yeah, re- basic almost instinct to, right to love instinctual that instinctual pleasure that everybody has and boom it's upgraded to a mitzvah to such a such a holy uh feeling of of closeness to hashem and such a special moment of of it's not just oh i'm sitting at a meal and i have my family here you know, around the dinner table. No, it's all of a sudden. It's it's just me and Hashem, and I'm thanking Hashem for for each for each child. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it goes it goes into uh, the whole the whole theme of Miller's you know gratitude. Uh, the apple seed. It's not just I'm grateful for apple because it tastes good. It's meant to connect you to Hashem and to build a strong connection to Hashem, which is which is uh, the whole reason why. And there's a famous story with uh, Rabbi Miller's grandson who says he was once in the in the house when Rabbi Miller nobody knew that he was he was there, and uh, he he went under the table or something, and Rabbi Miller thought he's alone in the room, and he picked up an apple and he was just looking at the apple for 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 a few minutes and talking to it and saying how beautiful you are and all all the basic Rabbi Miller talk about the apple about the peel and the seeds and the flavor and the color and he really lived that way, you know. He looked at it and he enjoyed looking at it. He said, "Hashem, how can I pay you back for the joy, the joy of looking at it?" Right, right, right. So in other words, uh, it's a light. It's a lifelong. It's not uh, just the apple. Like for us, we, we want to be like Rev Miller, so uh, we look at an apple once and Yotzig uh, It's it's the whole it's a whole lifetime of looking at an apple and just just trying to connect with Hashem more by whatever whatever means. Um, you you can whatever gifts he gives you. And that the, the pleasure of seeing. If you're watching on Torah anytime, you can see behind me my my literary masterpiece, 
uh, book called Thank You Hashem I Can See. Um, so in the book, it's not when I when I told people that I have a book, Thank You Hashem I Can See, so they imagine that we're talking about, about the wonders of the eyeball and how Hashem gave us eyes and there's the iris and the pupil and the and the cones and the you know the whole the whole how eyes vision works but it's not the 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 entire book it's written from the perspective of a, of a child because it's a children's book which we all know it's really it's written for the parents who have to read the book to the children but it's written from a perspective of a child who enjoys seeing things so there's a there's a there's a full page spread there's a big lollipop the kid is holding this giant lollipop and and looking at it because ninety percent of the enjoyment of having these these giant lollipops, a kid can't eat <laughs> such a big lollipop. It's just looking at it, the colorful lolly is such a treat for a child just to see it. So that's that's part of the fun of seeing. Part of the fun of seeing is seeing our food, it's seeing our family, our kids, like we mentioned, seeing an apple, seeing an orange, seeing all types of fruits, all types of the beauty of the world around us. It's beautiful. And I hear the next book is is uh, another one of the five senses. This thank you, Hashem, I can hear right there. Now, the next book, sh- yeah, that's out already. You you got that one, correct? No, but I, I you know I, I hear there's another three books coming. <laughs> Somebody just told me that I should do another three books. We have the five senses, and then we could market it to the yeshivas and get funding from the board of ed. And I said, I don't know. I didn't do this for funding. We did this for actually the next book is not the five cents. The next book is thank you. Hashem. I'm healthy. That's the next one. And, and is thank you. Hashem trademarked. Did you have to fight with this? Oh, maybe they'll reach out to us. Maybe we could partner with them. We'll find out. So we have one more year that we forgot. We have five, seven, eight, three last year. Um, and this is also a concept that Rabbi Vigda talks about a lot, and that's the concept of not being. Uh, what does he call him? What he, uh, he has a, a milk toast. Don't be a, a milk, milk toast. toast. You have to be strong. You have to be tough. So, what's, says, a, what's a milk toast, by the way? Uh, I guess when you when you put toast in your milk, it becomes very soggy. So it's funny because the first time we we encountered that expression, we spelled it milk, M-I-L-K, and toast. No. no. You know, and then I and then I googled it, and it's 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 M I L Q U E toes. Yeah. It was a it was a character in a cartoon comic strip. Uh, I think he was a a colonel or something, and a colonel milk toast, a sergeant milk toast, and uh, interesting. So he was, uh, and he was a milk toast. Casper milk toast. Casper milk toast. Look at that. But yeah, he was a timid soul. But yeah, but he was named after. The American dish, milk toast. So yeah, toasted bread and warm milk. So it was a soggy, it was a soggy guy. But, um, the I, dictionary I guess what's, what's a a milk toast? The Americans didn't have eggs. The French, the French had French toast, and then the Americans had milk toast. I guess, I guess they were t- a timid or, or 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 feeble person. So Victor is is really um, he he. I think I think um, it's a very strong point that that he focuses on of 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 Pinchas, who had both qualities, a humble and quiet man, but also strong and loud when needed to. Assertiveness. Too. Who? Assertiveness. When, when you needed to, to be to, to have that strength. And he talks about... Uh, it's interesting uh, that you brought up Pinchas. You, you meant to say Pinchas or you meant to say Yehuda? No, I meant to say Pinchas. Because somebody somebody told me that he, he once had a, 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 he once had a baby, he had a baby boy. 
And he asked Rabbi Miller, what type of name should I give? Is it, you know, my wife doesn't have anything specific. We don't have any names in the family. What name should I give a child? Rabbi Miller said, give Penchas. Give the name Penchas because... In, in the in the current climate in this world in the in the in the world that we live in, you need to be a penchis to to survive. You need to have that strength of character. I think I think it was a little bit different than Yehuda. Maybe I think Yehuda was just more of a strong, assertive uh, personality. He was, a leader. he was yeah, he was a leader. He was a strong guy. He never he was he didn't he didn't speak very quietly. Or Victor would 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 uh, I mean the 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 penchis. Uh, uh, theme that he has is, is to be quiet and to be humble and just speak up when when needed. Um, but but he says a, a novel idea that that and, and this is another thing that he brings up that everything that he learns, everything he usually repeats is something he learns from his rabbi. Um, with the exception of where he says, "I take responsibility; it's my own principle. I inherit from my rebbe's." Um, but he says that that's why Am Yisrael is called Yehidim. From Yehida. Yehida was a uh, strong personality, and to survive for thousands of years, we have to be strong. We have to know when to stand up. And um, I think he brings up the point. Actually, actually, in part two of the booklet, I'm just bringing this up because you said not uh, that Yehuda was just a leader. He goes into the fact that that when it came time for him to fess up, I said this last week in the parsha when when he had the story with Tamar, it's it's mamish unbelievable. If you read the chumash, just just the words, the way he admitted, he said, you know, here he is sitting there, like you said, the leader, he's the judge, and he's saying, oh, my daughter-in-law, take her out to be burned, you know, take her out to the stake, and then he's like, oh, it was me, I'm the one. I'm the one who sinned. She's right. She, you know, take her, let her off the hook because of a technicality that they could have been married, leverate marriage, whatever, you know, whatever that means. But, but just the fact that he was willing to, in one moment, be strong and say, okay, this is what she did. She should be put to death. And the next moment, backtrack. He says, no, I'm, I'm the, I'm the bad guy here. And Ramela brings out how his grandson, David Amelech, Yehuda's grandson, uh, he brings a Pasuk in, in Devei Yomim, Etzni, the Gemara says it means him, that he was Adin, he was very soft, but he was also Eitz, he was also strong and tough. So that's the whole piece about how you have to be strong when called for, and when not called for, you back down. And that's, uh, it, goes, it, goes, it goes to his, it goes to, again, I think we're trying to, we're trying to find themes in, in in these podcasts and and Rabbi Victor always talks about that you know when it comes time to uh, for elections for your politicians for uh, anything that involves guts you have to really stand up you can be a quite humble person but but you have to stand up when the time calls for it it's very 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 important uh, uh, theme of, of Rabbi Victor Miller he he brings in the booklet he brings the classic story with the with the uh, when it came Sukkis, you know, he he used to take his congregation out on walks on Sukkis. Everybody with the lulav, let's go parade through the streets with with your lulav and asterisk. He said he remembers he was once on a city bus, and some guy who was a big talker and he was always in shul politics. He was always the one who yelled and who made his voice heard. Here, he, he was on the city bus, so he concealed his lulav in a paper as if it's a curtain rod. He didn't want Chaz Shalom, anybody should see that he's Jewish, that he's carrying a, a, a lulav. Let them think he's carrying a curtain rod. Because in shul, 
when it came time to complain against the rabbi, to complain about this, complain about that. So he had the opposite. But uh, that's not the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the opposite. When it comes to doing a mitzvah, when it comes to standing up for what's right, that's when we stand up and we become our Yehuda. And uh, when it comes to machloikis or anything else, that's when we back down and that's when we employ humility. Very well. Thank you very much. I mean, I, th- I see there's a, there's a letter thanking you for uh, someone's finally, is finally starting to apply uh, different uh, concepts into his own life based on the podcast. Yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful letter. I really appreciated that. Um, so shout out to him if he's. Uh, I think it was Volvi. He didn't want to. He didn't want to write his last name, but uh, shout out to him for uh, for sending in that letter, and um, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. It's it's in, in these letters that we get to, to to that we print in the in the bulletin. We get these letters every week, and I, I have a couple of letters lined up for next week's issue. And uh, but uh, so I have to say that it's remarkable, really, that the ratio of positive emails to negative emails are at least four to one. You know, we get a lot of negative feedback also, but. The, the the amount of positive feedback we get is really overwhelming because it's much easier to 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 write negative feedback than to write positive feedback and when somebody to see that we get more positive feedback than negative feedback it's really it's very interesting uh, i'd beautiful. like to see the negative feedback yeah i know it's it's on it, we we do want to pu- publish the negative feedback in the terrace of the inbox as well we do want to do that um it has to be the right negative feedback and it has to be at the right time so uh that's a sham Get the them talking. Get the them. Uh... Excellent. Thank you once again for having me. I look forward to next week. Okay. Thank you for coming on. I'll see you guys next week. Amen. Shalom.